So today we're talking about, was it 2022s or 2023s? Talk to me. We're talking about talk to me. Apparently it says 2022 whenever you look this movie up. I think up, that's this- when it hit the festival circuit and it wide release 2023. Yeah, this movie came out the same day as Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> okay, so in this movie, it follows high school kids who basically are pranking each other in a in not but like in a way they're using an act like it's not a prank it's actually happening but they are basically like pranking each other and filming it and yeah and seeing how the kids and it reminded me of when i was in high school i went to a party of a friend's friend and my buddy nick he was friends with this guy and i'm gonna say this guy's name because i hope somehow he ever would hear this this guy's name was dave morris and he was the biggest fattest guy at school now I'm never somebody to knock anybody for what they look like. I think it's like the ha- hackiest, shittiest thing to do. But when mm-hmm. they are shitty, you can be like, "All right, you know." Because if someone's sweet and they're fat, I'm like, you know, they got some. I'm like, you know, the person that got some bad pounds or whatever. Yeah. If someone's an asshole and they're fat, I'm like, you know, that fat asshole. You know, <laughs> like we so had a fat bastard like, in our high school too. His name was Chris, and he was a fat cunt, and I hate. Yeah. Him. So this guy, this guy used to lie. Uh, like just lie about every like and just tell everyone these like insane crazy lies and anyways my buddy nick was good friends with him i never understood why and he said hey well dave's parents are gone and he's having a party and his his house was like out of the way kind of like in the country so okay. it's like okay yeah let's go check this out so we show up there and i had an all right time i think i even met a chick and I got her ICQ. This is how long ago it was, as you exchanged. What the and fuck is an ICQ? ICQ predated MSN Messenger. Oh, wow. Did it post-date yeah. AOL Instant Messenger, predated MSN? It predated, it predated all of them. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I ne- the most ass I ever got in my life was off ICQ. <laughs> in the late did 90s, early cool, 2000s. Did you have a cool screen name on AOL and ICQ? No. It's like a shit ass scream name. I don't remember if, if it wasn't even like so bad. It was funny. I can't even remember what it was, but it was like, it was probably like B styles. Like, sw- yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you had a funny one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like B styles, whatever number. Not my, not my year I was born, but like whatever. 69. No, there was a 69 in there, but that wasn't, I never did that in the end of my names. But, anyways, I so had I met a this house dog party 420. That was mine. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's like AI generated. So fucking corny. Yeah. Um, or so totally I'm, at this, I'm at this house party with my buddy, Glenn, who was my best friend in high school, who used to be a legendary partier. And now it just it sucks. Um, so we're at, anyways, the party's okay. But, and then at one point, I forget why, but somebody let us in the guy who's hosting it, Dave's room. And he had, because this is early internet, so meaning there was the internet, but it was dial-up and getting porn like took forever. So if you're going to like like downloading a three-minute porn scene could take three hours. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had like actual porn in his closet. And he was, like I said, because this guy never got any ass because he was a big dude. His Fuck closet, you, Dave Morris. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> closet was filled. With like I've never to this day seen a porn collection like this, and this is crazy to have. Like your parents are financing this because you're in high school, mm-hmm. you know. So you have 
there must have been eighteen hundred dollars worth of porn in his this giant magazine collection plus movies and everything. Was it like a so wall buddy, of magazines? It was a walk-in closet filled with magazines, porn Whoa. magazines and shit. Like, it, dude, it was just crazy, right? I had and I had 18. a box of pornography that I lugged around from when I was like eighteen till I was about like twenty-six, and. <laughs> Moved in with the woman who I married. He's being lugged around from place to place. He doesn't mean everywhere he went, folks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I moved a couple times, and I would bring the the big see you on, box you on the porn. train. <laughs> yeah, with my box, my yeah. precious, my precious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a golem. Yeah, speed <laughs> Um, and and eventually, my wife was like, "You have to get rid of the porn." And I was like, "But I've had it for so long. It's not even like I use it. I have the internet." She's like, "You got to get rid of it." So I drove it to where i went to high school and like the woods that i would smoke cigarettes in and i scattered it i probably say you disseminated high school kids oh my god well you know about woods porn of course i know about woods porn but i thought for a second you were going to say that you were just like outside of the school going hey free point to little porno mags who wants them dude that is a sex crime no i know but like i never knew where woods porn came from i just knew when i was a kid every once in a while Mm -hmm. there'd be a porno magazine in the woods i don't know how it got there and then Mm -hmm. i became the guy who put it there i was like a little pornography fairy (laughs) giving you a club magazine you know full circle that is so Um, it's so funny to do that because like like i said if you went to a 14 year old kid you go here's a porno mag and you're not even being pervy but you're just like hey just take the porno mag yeah like that's illegal you can't do that no 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 that's you're soliciting like, pornography well, i'm i'm gonna just put it here and you know if the kids hang out in this woods because <laughs> it's not 28 year olds taking out in the woods <laughs> find a nice stump you know <laughs> see some leftover um, beer cans sprinkle them around so this dude who I did not care for had a, like I said, giant porn collection and we get some drinks in us, but I'm not even, I'm not even shit faced, but I'm drunk. You know, I'm, back then four beers mm-hmm. that get me on my way, you know, sure. I'm like four beers, deep, whatever. but feeling just good and giddy. And me and my buddy look at, we said, you know what? Fuck this guy. And it's probably my idea. I don't know whose idea it was, but we grabbed as much as we could hold. And we went to his parents' room. Whoa. And we started and we started we opened their drawers and started putting it like in their sock drawer and like under <laughs> their bed and under their mattress and under the pillows. But like when you look at first glance, you don't see anything. Yeah, but yeah. like all you have to do is open anything and you see all this porn, right? So we're like, oh shit, this is and it's one of those, these are my favorite types of pranks that they prank. pay off um long, like the long con. Of the it? long haul, yeah, yeah, and I love I love the long con prank. I love that I shit, it. and I love I to it. not even be there just to like let it happen, and then maybe you'll hear about it or maybe not. Yeah. So we're like, ah, oh, great, you know, job well done. Me and my buddy are dying of laughter, and so we we walk, we walk out of there, we're walking down the hall. This guy's a big house. His parents had money. We're walking down the hall. We're like, oh fuck, you know, fucking crying, laughing about it. Like, whoa, what a great little prank, and. We walk into the kitchen, and there's his parents. They came home early. Oh, no. They're like, oh, hello, how are you? And they're super sweet people. Like, they're actually so nice. <laughs> he sat down and had a drink with them, maybe even coffee, or I don't even know if it was a beer or what. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Because we were that age where it, yeah, it's, like, out of high not school, crazy to have yeah. a drink. 
like like your end of high school, like it's not crazy to have a drink, but it's also like I so I can't remember, but we definitely sat there and since we were drunk, we weren't driving, and the person who's driving us were like Hey, we gotta go, and they're yeah. saying, "Oh no, no, you know the, the Morrises are here, and whatever." And you're being rude. We're like, "Oh, we gotta go," <laughs> and then we bolted. And I have no idea. I mean, it's anticlimactic because I never, you know, he, no one ever came up to me and said, "Did you put porn all over my parents?" Like, because he yeah. and his parents must have been like, "David," but they yeah. they were the type that because he was so big, and I mean, big fucking dude, mm-hmm. you could tell that his parents had never disciplined him in any way and just let him like, just let his, you know? So even if they would have found it, they wouldn't have screamed. They'd be like, what is this doing here? And he'd be like, Oh, he's like Cartman. He's that type of kid actually to his parents, you know? Yeah. Shut up. I don't know. Fuck you. So, uh, anyways, that, that's the story. And when I watched talk to me, it made me think of, uh, fucking stashing that porn all over his parents' house. And I never knew how, what came of it. I mean, it would have been funny if, like, the mom went upstairs and opened up the drawer and found the porno, and then you watch his parents get a divorce and Dave Morris's life crumble to pieces. But <laughs> story for another day here. Yeah. <laughs> on D-Gen Cinema, a podcast for fucked up movie lovers where two degenerates analyze film through the lens of the vice, addiction, and flaws that we share with these dysfunctional characters. And today, we're talking a brand new movie. Just came out this summer. Just got released on VOD uh, a week or two ago. A24's Talk to Me, the directorial debut of two brothers, Danny I, and I Michael gotta cut, I got to cut you off here. Actually, I have to cut you off here. And mm-hmm. I actually have a big podcast announcement. Mm. This is the last episode uh. of DGen Cinema. We are parting ways. Um, our friendship cannot reconcile. Because Andy made me watch, talk to me. I tossed it to him. I said, we're going to do two new movies. What do you want to do? Talk to me or Smile, which came out last year. The sensational hit, Smile. He said, oh, talk to me. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. And I am holding this grudge. And I am renaming Talk to Me. It's not, it's Shit Follows. Like, it follows, but shit. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> Adequate. <laughs> adequate name well my logic was like you know we talk about what movies we're going to cover on this podcast and most of the time i'm like let's cover elaine may's mikey and nikki and you're like dude (laughs) no one's gonna listen to that episode (laughs) and i'm like you know what smile very popular movie would have been great originally we were going to cover martyrs which would have been a very different episode than this um (laughs) and then i'm thinking it was yeah but i went on itunes where i get all my movies and shit my apple tv and i see like top rentals top bought hot movies and i see talk to me and i was like this was a popular movie it's the second highest grossing film a24 ever put out they're a big studio that we're really partial to i saw this in theaters and i thought it was okay and you had never seen it and i'm like brandon might hate this movie i don't love this movie might make for some interesting discourse because again, this is the podcast for fucked up movie lovers where we dissect films through the vices, flaws, and all of these things that we see in these dysfunctional characters. This movie has themes that fits 
the ethos of the podcast, right? It's interesting. Folks, he's trying. He's trying to. He's trying to bridge it here. He's trying to play like, hey, you know, <laughs> it didn't play out exactly what we wanted, but no. What he did was he irreparably ruined our friendship by making me sit through this movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm overstating how much I disliked it, but I did dis. I absolutely disliked this movie. I gave it a two out of five, which two out of five is virtually as low as I go because anything lower, I just shut those movies off. You never I mean, made like, it through a rare, one star. I it's very like I mean honestly, only a handful of times so I just shut them off because you every movie, every movie in the universe is available to me. Why the fuck I would I waste it, you know? And I and know. for this movie, I would have... Well, actually, here's what pisses me off the most about this. That first, that opening sequence, killer. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they're at the party, and the guy is mumbling and stumbling, and he's trying to find... I forget what the name was in oh, the guy. Oh, yeah, the brother. And then, yeah, and then the brother shoots him, and then shoots himself in the head. He stabs himself no- in the eye with a butcher knife. He oh, is that what he does? He kills him in the himself. face. Sorry, and stab, stab, sorry, it's not shoot. Yeah, yeah, stab. It's pretty brutal, yeah. Which is killer. And I'm like, I watched that. I said, oh, fucking grab my phone, make a note for the podcast. Oh, this is, I am gripped. I am ready. This is, and this movie borrows heavily. Like I said, I'm calling it Shit Follows, which um, it borrows heavy from the It Follows and the Ring types mm-hmm. of movies with the lore around them and the uh, what happened what they call it now familiar with the term creepypasta. Sure. Sure. You know, it's like, it's that it's the, you know, this, this scary story that's getting passed down through with, with the kids and the ring has an incredible opening with, mm. uh, Amber Tamblin and, um, that Blair chick, Selma Blair, Selma Blair. And, yeah. and, um, I, so when I watched the beginning of <laughs> talk to me, I was like, Oh shit. I know. I, I of course, I'm not like this is going to be the next ring or whatever, or even it follows. I'm like, oh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down. It took 55 minutes for anything more to happen. Is that how the long one, it takes for them to get to the seance scene or how long it takes for it no, to get to the gore? Minutes, 55 minutes for, for someone to die, for like bad okay. for things to go south. But they, so the rest of it, they're just hanging out. If you don't know this movie, they, have a monkey paw of sorts. It's a human hand, but it's, it's an think embalmed of it like a, hand. Yes. It's an embalmed hand, but think of it like a monkey paw where it's like has magical properties and it's an embalmed hand and you grab it. And if you say, talk to me, it shows you frightening images of people from the beyond, from beyond, but not like from beyond, not Jeffrey Combs, like that cool, not like that <laughs> not- cool shit, but just like generic. Okay, like a dead body decomposing in front of you, and people—they're pretty the gnarly, kids. bro. Some of those, de- like that big fat lady who like was drowned, who's like filled with water. That shit's pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. That dude was fatter than fucking. It's not the most creative shit, though. Like, I mean, they could have done more than just show like a dead person each time. That's the thing. And yeah. then you can say, uh, what's the phrase you say? Like, let me in, or let me whatever. in, whatever. Yes. And and or le- no, I whatever you say to the yeah to the otherworldly beings and Come then they can in. take you over yeah and but all the and what it's happening is the kids are filming each other and then you have a time limit on it because if you keep it under a certain time then you're gonna be okay if you go over that time then things can go south in a hurry and things went south in a hurry for this movie I believe that and I didn't even look into it but it felt to me like they had a great and it is a one it's a great concept great concept concept. and i feel like they shot the opening it's like their short film 
like the mm. proof of concept of the movie almost. But then after that, they didn't really know where to go from there. And um, it faltered. Maybe. I, That's I think how this, I felt. I think this movie might have started one with some like ideas for set pieces. Cause the two dudes who made this movie are like 27 year old Australians who got famous on YouTube, like really early on. They made like backyard wrestling videos. They throw each other off houses dressed in crazy wrestling outfits onto like tacks and like eat light bulbs. Like they're gnarly. They're DJs. You know what I mean? They're every interview I see with them. I'm like, Holy shit. These are like, 27 year olds wearing like Jordans like and Supreme hats and shit, you know? Um, so it's very possible that they started this thing off with a few gnarly set pieces and the concept. And again, good concept, like good premise. And you kind of glossed over like the big thing in this thing. The main character in this played by Sophia Wilde, who I think is really good. Um, He's very good. Yeah. She is not celebrating, but it's the second anniversary of her mom's death. And her mom died of what she's told is like an accidental drug overdose where she like took too many sleeping pills and didn't wake up. And she's never like properly dealt with the trauma. Right. And there is that bored suburban thing. I am. Well, and she of, does the thing. She says, oh, you didn't come. She says to a friend, oh, you didn't come to the ceremony or whatever. But also people are like, okay, well, like how much do you, how often do you want me to keep mourning? Like how long do you want to keep mourning? Because she never dealt with it. So she's. Yes. But I mean, she hasn't because she's a 17 year old kid in this movie, right? Like she, I don't know. She's a high schoolers, but she's a high schoolers. Yeah. And I mean, I'm the prime example. Like I'm from the suburbs of New York and like bored suburbia is the like epicenter of bored, traumatized, grieving high schoolers who don't know how to deal with their emotions yet sitting around and taking drugs with each other to like cope with whatever the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? And but you're not even coping. Cause you're not even conscious of that. You're coping, but you're not conscious that you're coping, but whether or not you're conscious or you're not like, you know, I was going through shit in high school and no. I didn't say to myself like, Oh, I got to fucking get as fucked up as possible so i don't think about what's going on at fucking home but i was like you know i i was like your brain just of, thinks of it you think your brain thinks of it more um binary you go okay uh i like getting fucked up with my friends that's the vibe that i like and when i'm sitting at home by myself the thoughts that are purveying and are pervasive in my head i don't care for those so mm -hmm. i'm just gonna keep electing for getting fucked up with my friends but it's not consciously you know when you're an adult when you're actually grown and you went through enough you go oh this is terrible anxiety i'm gonna consciously take heroin to have a ton of have fucking a sixth of bourbon a fifth of bourbon i mean and whatever you're, you're like consciously i'm gonna i want to suppress it but when you are 17 when you're like 14 to 17 you're just you're not thinking even that clearly. You don't even know why. You're just like, hey, I'm just following what I like. Yeah, of course. But that is like 
how it fucking starts and like where it fucking starts and and how that happens and i mean even as an adult like you know i was like a drug user into my adult age like pretty far into my young adult age and you know i was getting fucked up and i wasn't thinking oh i should be getting fucked up because like i don't have a good relationship with my dad and like you know i put a lot into this marriage and i'm not really getting what i want out of it i'm not thinking all those things i'm just thinking like well, this isn't that, you know, this is something yeah. that's not that like, you know, I could be here or I could be there. And when I'm back here, at least mentally, I'm still there because I'm fucked up. You know what I mean? I think that coping mechanism stuff is so like obvious to the point where it's like, is it subtle? Absolutely not. This, this is my main problem with the movie then. Okay. So we're because we're getting off track here. These conversations, these coping, what like this is all healthy. I support that. I do not like if you're gonna give me a horror movie, give me a fucking horror movie and don't slap me, don't hit me over the head and tell me it's an analogy for grief. You can pepper in the grief. Give me some kills, give me some thrills. Let's get this fucking movie going. And like I said, it took 55 minutes for anything bad to happen in this movie after the intro i think 55 into the movie but whatever the exact time i think tonally though it is it's not dread inducing but it is definitely you know something's not right in the neighborhood to the point where my attention span wasn't shifted into a comfortable territory while watching it again i rewatched this thing today after seeing it in theaters uh, at the same time that like the Barbenheimer craze, it was a crazy time to go see this movie. It was the other programming basically because I'd seen Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning five times already. So, which I'm is like, a right, smart I'm- release because it's totally opposite of the other big movies. It's totally opposite, and it did pretty well. Like all considering, like it it made um made almost ninety 90. million dollars. Yeah, yeah, on, on a four million dollar <laughs> budget for a first time filmmaker um filmmakers he's that not pretty well no that's that's lottery that's a success yeah yeah no that's beyond success that's especially for counter programming you know giving you uh as the directors they're giving you a blank check on your next project which is kind of exciting that's what i'm kind of saying that's the other reason why i kind of wanted to talk about this movie because well i'm just saying i hope you don't dip in 2k i just want to tell a story about grief through whatever it's like well that will either make a drama and make a character study or make a horror film. I kind of see where you're coming from, but like Len Terrier, Len Terrier to be an asshole to use the French pronunciation Mm -hmm. inside 2006's uh, French extremity masterpiece. Oh, I don't like uh, that movie. With Beatrice Dalley. I know, I know, I know. That movie touches on these things. It's about loss and someone trying to, it's about grief, but it's also got the, some of the wickedest kills ever captured in cinema and it comes in at a taut i think 86 minutes this i'm sorry is only I, don't mean, I don't this movie oh my god there's no way this movie i thought this movie was fucking two hours and 12 minutes i'm exaggerating no no this movie is 95 minutes you're right 90 95 minutes holy shit so yes. i take it back in the runtime but that's how long so it's 95 <laughs> minutes it still took 55 fucking minutes to let anything happen and it wasn't like you know uh, because we're having two we did two podcasts today so i don't want to mention these other the other podcasts because uh, it was our rex episode 
But basically, so you have society that unravels slowly and then gets insane batshit. This never yeah. this never hits. If it would have hit insane batshit for the last tail end, I would have forgave a lot of it. I would have I would have given it a three stars. And it just I, it just doesn't get there. I gave this movie a three star, and I gave it three stars because of the end. Because again, this girl she shakes hands with the demon thing with the the, the embalmed monkey paw, and that was a mediums apparently a mediums. Uh, that's as the lore was. I like how they psychics. never explain it. They're like, I heard I'm, it's a I'm guy who's still alive. Like I like how they don't explain where the fuck this thing came from. I think that is. I also like that the awesome. kids who have it, because if you know about the history of Australia, those are native Aussies, yeah, uh, Aboriginal Aboriginal kids, mm-hmm. and um, I think the one kid, the bigger dude, not the cunty kid, but the bigger dude, he almost he looks more um, like a New Zealand New mm-hmm. Zealander, like an Aboriginal New Zealander. Not, but anyways, I like because it's like, oh, these are the kids that. It would be they would be like the rougher, more rough and tumble type more hood kids. kids. That's yeah, they yeah, have yeah, more yeah. hood, yeah, more like hood kids or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's why they would just like have access to this. And I like that they did that. And I like that they didn't delve too much into those kids' backgrounds. But what I didn't like is that every fucking single kid is rich as shit. Every house is a mansion in this. The, yeah, we the don't opening, understand that. It's a, it's a, that's a flat out mansion in the opening. Yeah beautiful house i just got my inside of my house redone and i'm constantly thinking about how much countertops cost yeah and and i'm watching one of these scenes where she's like talking to her dad and i see the reflection on the countertop and i know wow that's a really nice granite counter that house even it's like i'm like what does he do and he like had like he's like a factory worker i'm like what are you doing what are you talking about here this guy (laughs) like he has to be a ceo to have this shit so when she fucking shakes hands with this thing she sees her dead mom and they're like you can't do this again so they let the younger kid who's like 15 that she babysits her best friend's uh little brother she has a connection with yes and he starts talking like he's possessed by the dead mom. She lets it go on for too long. And it turns out that if it goes on for too long, these like entities steal your soul and like rape you in hell or something and tear you apart. So your body will do anything yeah. possible to reject it, including killing yourself. So the they're second malevolent, th- they're malevolent beings, they're malevolent beings. And they're like, tear. there's that sequence where it shows like I'll I'll take you to where he is and he's just getting torn apart in like hell. Yeah. That shit was cool. Um so he instantly starts trying to kill himself. He tries to rip his fucking eyeball out, which is pretty good practical effects. Um and smashing his head on the table, he gets hospitalized. Regardless, this movie, it's a gentleman two and a half right down the middle for me until mm. the end where she realizes if she kills this guy um it'll set him free of it. So she goes to do that and then realizes like she jumps out into traffic basically by accident and dies. Um, This movie has such a sad fucking ending where like, you're like, you know, it doesn't ever get like big and bombastic, but it ends on such a bummer where this girl kills herself because she's lost her fucking mind. Cause he's a shithead. Mm-hmm. Her mother had, 
killed herself. We find out it was intentional because she was depressed. And it ends with the father walking away slowly, having to deal with more grief than she could ever fucking imagine, like a fucking man, because she couldn't fucking do it. You know? I hate how they... the. I love it. Actually, I was gonna say I hate the father, but I love the opening. Her first interaction with him is she's in the fore focus and he's out of focus in the background. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Ooh, are they going to do that the whole time? Every time I'm like, Ooh, that'd be really cool if they kind of, cause then mm-hmm. it'll let you know, make you think, wait, is he even alive too? Like what's, what's actually uh-huh. happening. And or that's they the distance between out. them. That's like the distance yes. between them. Yeah. And I was, I was like, Ooh, they're really crazy. Like I said, the beginning, the first, five minutes i mean sorry first three minutes grip me and then the first 15 20 i'm like oh i'm on board i know it's going to take some time some character building and some like narrative to get the narrative churning along sure but then i said okay we're at minute 35 nothing we're at minute 45 nothing we're at minute 55 and then what you did and all you had was a cathartic denouement at the end about grief this isn't anything new like you're not telling me anything new this isn't creative i'm not learning anything and you're also not scaring me so what are you doing for me they're telling you what is purpose who did you make this fable they're telling you a simple fable it's like an aesop fable where it has a point a stance it is a simple story that beats you over the head with its point and it's quick and effective. It's 90 minutes. I think this is a highly fucking effective movie. You're saying like it takes a while for there to be gore after that first kill. When the first gore happens, and I'm not even talking about the random malevolent spirits because mm-hmm. those things are gross looking. Like they're as gross looking as the random dead bodies that you uncover in movies like seven which or something we've like seen that from it follows you know if anybody's yeah, yeah. watching this movie you've seen it we follows. have we have but no if you're watching this movie this movie hit more people than it follows did this movie hit to a younger demographic than us that doesn't have movies like this for them made by people their age like that doesn't exist. The only time I can think of that actually existing is another A24 movie, and that's Bodies, 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 and that movie fucking sucks. That movie is... Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Insufferable. It's like, not funny. It nope. thinks it's funny. It's winking at you the whole time. I'm like, you can stop winking. I know what you're doing. Just stop. Just tell it. Sorry. And every death is... I think it's off camera every single fucking death. Every single one. And there's no yeah, tension. You don't have in it. to give me gore. Like, I, I don't. I don't need gore to get gripped uh, as a horror movie. I, I appreciate it as a horror geek, but you don't have to. And yes, I'll admit there are some good, like kills, gores, whatever you want to call it, for mm-hmm. talk to me. It just took me so long. And you are a fan of. And this is where we just have to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Me being right, you being wrong. That, <laughs> um, that. I hate that it hits you over the head and you're like, blissfully tell me, just feed it to me. I want to be spoon fed this. I'm like, Oh my God. As long as it's over and done with quick man. And it's done effectively. As long as it's over and done with quick and it's done effectively, your favorite and arguably one of my favorite horror movies of all time, horror movies of all time, yours being day of the dead 
mine being Dawn of no, the no, Dead. No, the thing is the thing is my favorite horror. I'm movie just saying those this Day of the Dead is a movie that you stick yes. up for yes. as like a masterpiece. Oh, it's a of masterpiece. The genre. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that movie and it is it is so and it, and it has the greatest gore. And also, I'm like, I don't care who you are. If you're in for 80s movies, you need to watch that movie. If you're in for 80s movies, watch if that If you're movie. in for movies that have a sociopolitical fucking point that is trying to get across mm. and you don't want to have to think too hard about it because it's going to hammer it over the fucking head, watch Day of the Dead. Like, it's the military-industrial complex, how we treat our people. Mm. You know, same thing with Dawn of the Dead, the Americans' obsession with consumerism, consumerism. and we're approaching yeah. late-stage capitalism. Both of those Romero movies beat the audience over the head with its point. But we but what forgive is it because what is it has gore and action the entire time, as opposed yes. to a movie that's like got actual sustained dread, tension, and mood. This movie has mood. Whether or not you and I relate to that mood, it we're kind of too old. You know what I mean? We might be too old, and that's okay. Like, I'm so sick of movies about people this age being made by fucking people like Barry Levinson, like, or what's his name? What's Barry Levinson's fucking kid's name? The asshole who oh, makes I, euphoria. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you think of like, oh, what's Gen Z's crowning statements? It's but like Gen Z, like they love that. They love Sam Levinson. They love yeah. uh, euphoria. I know they love euphoria, but like that's being made by a 40 something year old being fucking weird, trying to tap into the Gen Z zeitgeist as opposed to this, which is being made by people who are about 10 years older than the people who are in this fucking movie. They're in their late twenties. This is very similar to how house parties that they probably went to. It was shot in the neighborhood that they grew up in. Are they spoiled rich kids? Probably. They must be the richest motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, they were professional YouTubers for a decade before they fucking yeah. made this. But those are fucking things that like just the only other example I can think of is, is bodies, bodies, bodies. And that movie is fucking lame. Like, I don't even know Super people lame. like in their twenties who like that movie, but I know people in their twenties who have come up to me. They work for me. I'm so sorry that you have to do that. And they're like, did you see Talk to Me? I was like, I did see Talk to Me. Did you like it? I was like, it was okay. And they're like, yeah, I really liked it. It reminded me of my friends and I. I was like, that's cool. My, like, my gripe dates back to, I think, 2014. I'm going to call it 2014. Maybe I have the date wrong. And in Toronto, they have After Dark Film Festival, which is okay. a horror genre film fest that runs like 10 days. Okay. It's a mid, mid-level mid film fest. And they were like, we're scr- – and I would uh, – so I'd buy – I'd go see like – it runs 11 days. I'd probably go six days or something, like five, six days, you know? Okay. And I'd see – out of it, I'd see – you know, if I went six times, let's say six, I'd go six. I saw two movies I really liked. One I was lukewarm on, and three I was like, eh, I'm – that was fine, but it was a, at least I saw something new. Okay. They go, we got a movie for you. It is the scariest movie you'll ever see. This is what the mm. programmer is saying of the horror movie festival. I'm like, oh shit. The horror movie guy who, the guy, this, this is, is the it. guy, this is the guy who brought Martyrs. Yeah. He was the guy who did Martyr, 
fucking martyrs in 2008 the same guy and he's like this is the scariest movie you ever see i'm like oh shit i'm on board I buy my ticket i get there i'm at toronto after dark film festival scotia bank mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was babadook and oh. the movie is baba fucking boring suck my dick get the fuck out of here i, I like get that movie. it it's an analogy for loss yeah. or whatever yeah. get yeah, out yeah. gets but you don't nothing ever happens it's a you know i Back you know, because we met on a horror board, um, I used to use the term "no burn" because it's, it's slow burn. I'm like, no, this is a no burn. Yeah. Babadook is a no burn, and so I and people fucking love that movie. I literally hate it. Do you have like uh, the, the attention span of a goldfish? What's happening with you? Do you? <laughs> it's just not. It's not captivating in the least. It's not engaging. It's not captivating, and the performance that woman. Is more, uh, Horrible. Jennifer Kent or whatever she made this That's gnarly like rape revenge movie after that. I hate. Called. I actually hate it more than Babadook. I, I watched Nightingale. I couldn't Nightingale. hate Nightingale more. It was and it was one. Nightingale is one of the movies. It takes place in like the 1800s, but everybody mm-hmm. talks like it's 19 fucking or it's like a 2002. It's like it's weird. Why are you? Why are you speaking like this? Isn't how people spoke or acted. This isn't how it went. If you want to watch a good period piece, unfortunately, that came out around the same time as First Cow, mm. which is remarkably tender. A wonderful yeah. film. Yeah. Seek yeah, it Bob out. Kelly, and it's another female director, Kelly, Kelly Reichart. Yeah. Reichart. And yeah. she is, she's one of the best female workers. She's one of the best directors working, period. She's one of the best female directors there are. And we're lucky to have her. And she made certain women which came out the same year as 20th Century Women, and it got overshadowed by 20th Century Women, which is studio fucking horseshit. Mm-hmm. And certain women starred, I don't know her name, I don't have it right in front of me, but the native actress who now is in Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. Lily Gladstone. Um, Lily Gladstone, thank you. So Who's done nothing but those two movies, really. And But she's fantastic in certain women. My point is, the, I can't stand these no burn movies and they really, and honestly, bodies, bodies, bodies. I put that right in there with it, even though it was a little bit more, uh, I don't know, light or whatever going on. I just like, like I hate, like I'm not a Ty West fan. Everyone loves Ty West. I think Ty West is a wonderful world builder. Uh, he's great at the atmosphere and everything. Setting a mood. Some, yeah. Yeah. Some of his dialogue is I'm I've always said Ty West would be an incredible comedy director. Just sure. he actually doesn't have the instinct for horror. He really doesn't. Uh, to me, again, obviously. And I if think you're listening to this, you probably are a Ty West fan and you think I'm talking on my ass, but this is just and so I actually when I watch movies like this, I literally get upset when it goes the distance. I'm like, that was it. I could have told you this was but, and then she was grief, and then she was having trouble dealing with her mom's death, and she didn't know how to cope with it. But all that said, I will say this. I love how they made the main character a shitty person. She's such a shitbag. Yeah. And she gets hers in the end, like classic fable shit where, you know, do onto others what you would want to have done onto you kind of stuff. You know, it's not like the shitty person gets away with it. It's not like our protagonist wins in this thing. Our protagonist loses, not only ruins her life by dying, ruins her father's life, her family's life, 
her best friend's life, her best friend's brother's life, her best friend's mom's life. Mm -hmm. Like who had welcomed her as family. Yeah. Like totally, totally not just self-destructive, just totally volatile, destructive person, like all uh, around. And like it or not, I think this movie in terms of craftsmanship with camera work during some of those possession scenes and the seance scenes, it breaks the 180 degree rule, which is like very intentional and very disorienting, like purposefully disorienting. Um, like they know what they're doing. Everyone here knows what they're doing. I think especially with the sound editing as well, like you were mentioning, like nothing happens for 40 minutes, even though things do happen. This movie builds a lot of tension. It's it builds, it builds. And it's not a no burn fucking. They show a guy getting ripped to pieces in hell and a child rips his eyeball out. Practical effects are good in this movie and they're practical. There's not CGI in this movie. Um, I think we have people behind the camera here who know what the fuck they're doing and are capable. And I don't know. Watching this, I'm like, is this what the singles and kids generation felt like watching spring breakers for us meaning like you talk early 90s mm-hmm. singles and kids and then mm-hmm. yeah yep. and then spring breakers for us is us yeah yeah like i think spring breakers is the defining movie for the mid to elder millennial it embodies our nihilism where we all came into young adulthood during a recession were incapable of getting actual jobs held on to what we had for an extended period of time before deciding to grow up in our early to mid thirties spring break forever. That's like the ethos kind of of like your early twenties. I think I'm finding out now I I'm starting to believe that you are, you know, the term industry plant. Mm. You okay. are an A24 plant. I know. Let's talk about A24. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm literally you know, he just A24. You're like, okay, you know what? Spring Breakers is taking off the table. Brandon, let's talk about Red Rocket. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, again, I, I'm just. If you want to talk about Good of, Time, Brandon, we can talk about Good Time. I'm only naming all the movies I like from A24. Good, good Time's coming next month. Good Time's coming next month. Stay tuned for Good Time. Sorry, um, did we did we officially sign? Did we officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Oh, God. Folks. <laughs> unfortunately now i'm at a crossroads because i was ready to end the podcast forever and sever all ties i've blocked you i've already blocked you on social media on everything after we're doing a michael mann movie next month yeah. too. um and but now like you're gonna we're gonna actually have to do good time I'm like fuck maybe i'm wrong maybe i maybe yeah. I, maybe i overreact maybe, maybe it's a you thing i shouldn't have reported andy to the police maybe i shouldn't have contacted his employer and told him told them about this podcast he has, rela- he has relapsed <laughs> and he's been sending me <laughs> vulgar <laughs> told them he accidentally uploads the transcript to the podcast to spotify yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have it in written documentation um <laughs> um sorry um no no so you're, you're saying a 24 plan you're yeah. saying a 24 plan so like a24 yeah. the brand the myth the legends mm-hmm. like distribution company turns into 
an independent studio turns into pretty much now it's a major minor. You know what I mean? That's what they would call it. Yeah. Well, um, yep. so a 24 horror, almost a genre in its own right at this point. Right. Like we all Early know what meditative mm-hmm. uh, scream five called it. Cerebral. elevated horror. I, yeah. Cerebral. It's either cerebral or uh, satirical. Yeah. Thought provoking yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so By the way, we fuck with the witch all day, every day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to call this the witch cast during November, uh, during October, that's fine. The Vavitch cast. The Vitch cast. Sorry. Yeah. With the yeah. double V. <laughs> the Vavitch cast. That's how cast. cunty I, Don't you hate? I hate when people fucking, when horror geeks write it out like that. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Get out of here. You should see my review for it on Letterboxd. I tried to use as many words with the W as possible and did the VV in it. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm wonderful. sure I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. It's so, I did it the other day because I'm watching it for Spooky Sleezing. This is Spooky Sleezing. Um, I show A24 movies to my horror friends, and a lot of them say, that's slow and artsy and boring. And I don't understand what they're talking about as horror fans. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. The witch is so good. And then a 24 horror fan friends Mm -hmm. who don't like the witch. They don't like the witch. They say it's boring. Snooze fest. Same ones. This is where, this is where you you talk to me. Like, I think the witch, that's the thing is you go, well, why do you like the witch, Brandon? You don't like talk to me. Well, the witch First off, that diet, like the way it presents yeah. everything is fucking insane. And yeah. the way that that director, what they what he put the director slash writer, what's his name? I'm sorry, I'm Robert Eggers. Yeah, uh, Lighthouse and Northman and everything. Oh, the, the Northman. The, oh. the, re, the research he puts into that, it's clearly like you're even though I found out later the effort he put in. I watched it. I saw that movie. I saw a pre-screening before it hit the festival circuit for fuck's sakes. I saw the movie yeah. before it was a movie. Yeah. And I was floored, blown away by it. A shit, a shit house copy to it. Mm-hmm. Blown away by it. And clearly that person put every ounce of energy into the research, whatever. So and thought. this is what's gripping me. I agree. And thought. I so agree. this is why I'm gripped by, oh fuck. Like so they're my friends. I don't respect movies. them. I don't respect them, but they're my friends, you know? Um, so I've started, you know, because I'm an industry plan for a 24 watching every a 24 <laughs> movie. And then I see things I'm like land on your podcast. Yeah. I, I, say, I, I say things like, I see things like the movie lamb with the great Naomi replace. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, is this new me, new me, whatever. Is this what people think? The great, the great, whatever. Her too. Whatever. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah, I like her too. She's great. Um, <laughs> is this what people who don't like A24 movies are seeing when they're watching A24 movies? Like, mm. have they gone so far up their ass that they're like, we can put a movie out about nothing and, and you're going to buy it, you fucking industry simp. And yeah. I'm like, am I out on A24? Sometimes they have good ones. I thought Alex Garland's Men was awesome. Like, never, that's a crazy never one. Never tried to approach it. Never even tried to approach it. Brandon, it's got a birthing scene for the ages, my friends. <laughs> that's a love annihilation. I am, and I'm somebody who I thought Ex Machina was way overhyped. I loved it. I thought Annihilation was incredible. Me too. Me too. 
based on and I even watched his his FX show. Devs? Is that what yeah. it was called? Yeah, it was called yeah. Devs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love Alex Garland and uh Dude, someday difficult, we'll... difficult like like to digest. Mm. Very hard. All his movies are men might be his least the... approachable. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Again, a birthing scene for the ages. That's all I'll say. I could not believe I didn't think it was legal to show the things I was seeing on the big screen as they were coming at me. I was like, I didn't think you could show an orifice opening like that. And then it's just like kept happening. I was like, Oh my God, this is so gross. Um, so I'm like, maybe I'm out. And then they put out bodies, bodies, bodies. That's an H24 movie. And I'm like, maybe I'm out. And then this kind of got me back. This, this was like, it's okay if A24 wants to put out a basic kind of, you know, it's not totally meditative. It's it's a little sleepy. I see your concern. It's a little sleepy, but it's still better than the counter-programming that is like Exorcist Believer or fucking the Pope's Exorcist, or Last Voyage of Demeter. Well, let me put you on because we were we were almost jo- well, we jokingly because yeah, we, yeah. we flipped a coin what we're gonna watch. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what we're gonna review? Talk to me or smile? Yep, this one. I put you on the spot, right? And you were like, and you joke we should do talk to me versus smile. I did, right? And we're not gonna do a whole thing of this because I want to wrap this up. I just want to get because I'm same, dumb same, same. Me, okay, um, but what movie do you think? Right, like gun to your head right now. Talk to me or smile. Better movie. Better horror movie. Not movie. Horror movie. I don't know. I I rate them literally exactly the same, and I like each for totally different reasons. Like, ostensibly different reasons. And I can't answer that. I'll rewatch Smile and get back to you. I'll put it on the air next week. I will say a fun one that we should do. A24 versus Blumhouse, and we should get some fucking dumb cunt who likes Blumhouse on here. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't even go. I can't go to the map of Blumhouse. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I think they might have done Sinister, though, which rocks. They did. Did They they? make movies that rock. They make movies that rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and or possibly roll. And or possibly roll. Um, (laughs) Speaking of keeping it rolling, if you have any other last thoughts and say it, if not, I want to get to the racks, wrap this up. I just think kangaroos are fucking crazy. Like, could you like, do you have any weird animals up by you? you I'm in Detroit. Yeah, I'm in Detroit. And uh, no, it's just like fucking too many raccoons, too many skunks. Okay. Oh, you have skunks. Um, Neat. Lots of skunks. Skunks skunks are horrible. Skunks are horrible. We got, we got wild turkey deer and recently coyotes and groundhog and oh there I'm, actually is in the suburbs out here turkey as well yeah fucking turkey crazy to see just like just lounging yeah there's like <laughs> hundreds of them they together. run this town yeah. dude they run yeah. this town and they are the dumbest bird on the planet like they are so stupid that when it gets really cold they stick their heads like if it's raining and it's cold they stick their heads in the ground to keep their mm-hmm. their beaks their whatever's warm but they drown themselves so for a while like i would have to go in the backyard and literally pick these dead turkeys up because our heads were stuck in the mud and then like oh, one God. night it was like four in the morning i was like having a cigarette like a wide awake whatever and i'm like on my driveway and i hear like i was like what the fuck is that 
and I like look up at the moon and it was like Batman. I just see like a turkey fly across the fucking moon. I was like, what the fuck was that? And then the thing jumps off my roof. Like they're on my roof somehow. I don't know how the fuck they got up there and they just fall and just break their neck like on the ground. I was like, fuck, no, it's a dead turkey. It's like four in the morning. What am I going to do here? Uh, but I could not imagine a kangaroo. Australia's fucking crazy. Everything out there is out to kill you, including the fucking possessed hands. With that in mind, what would be a good pairing or recommendation or counter programming for? Um, yeah, I just thought of one right now, and I'm going to have to write this down. Give me one second. Is it uh, um, Thanks I- Killing, the turkey movie? <laughs> uh, with the puppet turkey obviously i mentioned i was calling it shit follows i was gonna keep calling it shit follows i don't haven't heard anybody else say that yet but it's um, great so if you it follows but like how about have you seen empty man oh i like that movie with james badgedale kind of like that movie yeah it's it, it doesn't it's i'm not huge on it but i fucking nope. like it i really dug it and it took Same. insane swings and you know this guy's following this story and uh, like it is unraveling while it, he's also simultaneously unraveling mm-hmm. um it doesn't the payoff they kind of go i think a little supernatural there they and do. They kinda, which i think in a way maybe cop outy but sure. uh yeah it, the empty man tonally i think the empty man is a better version of this movie although like you said this one at least does focus on the kids where that one is not nah, it's focused on what he's like a detective i don't even remember now mm-hmm. carry him yeah he's like the investigative him. guy on the, yeah, on the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and by the way shout out to james badge dale that guy is fucking he is very versatile he does he really pushes the limits with movies and he gets a lot of movies made that he just like he likes the project so he just like fucking gets the money in there makes it happen he's working he's out there working He's like yeah. a Lance Hendrickson where it's like if he's in I mean, there, the first time I remember him, even it was not the first thing I've seen him. The first time I remember him was in shame. Mm. He's the boss. He's the, he's the douchebag boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, Empty Man, I think 2020. Yeah, 2020. I got a kind of trashy one that you're going to scoff at. And I scoffed at when I heard the name of this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Ouija 2 Origins of Evil. <laughs> Have you seen this movie? No. <laughs> okay. This is a weird one. All right. So it was directed you're by a Ouija a... completionist. So no, I never <laughs> saw the first Ouija, Brandon. I heard the first Ouija was bad. That's I've only heard bad things. So I never I never never heard a bad thing about Ouija 2 Origin of Evil. I guarantee you. <laughs> this movie was somehow directed by a then unknown Mike Flanagan. Wow. What year is this? Like 2016, 2017. Mm. And he basically made it before he became like the Stephen King guy and started doing, you know, like I think Dr. Sleep is pretty ambitious, even if not wholly successful. I'm a fan. Um, I mean, it's misses, but I'm a fan. I am too. Plus Rose the hat. It's like if I was ever to have sex with a monster, that's the monster. Rebecca Ferguson with a hat. Yeah. Like the thing is next. like, I always found Rebecca Ferguson too traditionally beautiful, but she's the right kind of beautiful and fucked up in that. Wait, Ouija two experiment two, the Ouija experiment two theater of death. Is that the one we're talking about? No, no, no. Ouija origin <laughs> of evil. It's a Ouija prequel. Oh, it's oh, a, oh. oh yes, yes, yes. 2015s. 
2015, the classic. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So my, 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 um, damn, our buddy, friend of the podcast, David Zavella, gave it a four stars for fuck's sakes. Yeah. It's pretty fucking Dave, good. Yeah. Dave knows horror. He knows horror and, better than you and I. Yeah. And, and you, like, you know it great. Like, I know horror very well. You know it great. David mm-hmm. is sick. Yeah. He <laughs> is a twisted like, man. His he consumption man. of horror. Yeah. Yes. And his commitment to like sticking with things is so disciplined. Yeah. Like I, I adore. Shout out David Zavala. It's OCD. It's OCD for it's sure. It's OCD. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a coping but, mechanism. Like I actually, saw, I 100. David's mom killed herself, and he never was given the full answers. Yeah. And this is how he's dealing with it. Like yeah. it has to be. Yeah. He's got like a demon trapped in his best friend's fucking brother or something <laughs> like that somewhere. Yeah. Constantly feeding it. Um pet goldfish or some shit yeah no ouija 2 origin of evil another okay. one where i yeah. was like what a basic bitch fucking thing and everyone's like no mm-hmm. check it out kind of like talk to me or i was like that looks like a basic bitch movie and they're like no, yeah check we, it out. I'm gonna, like i i originally had just written down <laughs> baba duke which again i wrote down <laughs> don't baba bother watching this mm-hmm. <laughs> i just fucking hate that movie sorry i know I, i'm thinking about changing earlier, my name to bobby duke by the way so, um but i just a little top you know, I'll, I'll flip it here so i went with empty man my second is a wonderful movie which i almost am offending myself by putting it in the same conversation as talk to me but mm-hmm. it is michael shannon's powerful house performance in take shelter oh it's great about movie, a man yeah. who is convinced that the apocalypse is coming Looming, yeah. and his wife is played by a then relatively unknown jessica chastain mm-hmm. and both of them just and it's a mike nichols flick and they both mm-hmm. just bring the heat and uh it's anyways it follows a person's mental deterioration and how it affects the family yeah and how it they're trying their best to hold it together it's it's not on my list but um frailty is another movie kind of like that that i'm really into. oh great call great call yeah, Bill yeah. Paxton Again, directed it yeah not on my list just you know if you're into mm-hmm. that mental deterioration take shelter like and and frailty are perfect yeah. frailty i'd even say thank you for saying that frailty is a better call um just when i think of a person mental deterioration basically the best version i've seen of modern day cinema and i'll well i'll call you know for the 70s and stuff we won't call that modern well, i mean fuck, it's 45 fucking years ago so it's okay sure. to say it's not modern yeah um and uh I, that's the best that i've seen it portrayed on film mm-hmm. so yeah take shelter next to fucking is- woman under it the influence or something you know what i mean next to like but that's the thing yeah like, what i'm calling that not modern right mm-hmm. but yes mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with mental deterioration and uh, family trauma. We know, and grief. we know. I've, 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 we've heard you. We know you are <laughs> hereditary. It's yeah. It's the better of this movie. Uh, it's a much better version of this movie. Yes. yes, it's a very different movie. It's not a monkey paw you know, mystical object trope, mm-hmm. which is something I love. Like I love the. Uh, the lament configuration from Hellraiser, the Necronomicon mm. from the Evil Dead. Like I love that trope with the 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 what's it called the hand, but and you can't help yourself but like dip in, dude. If you stuck your wiener in that thing and said, "Talk to me," you think it would grab you and jerk you <laughs> off? 
I, I know I'd finish. In 90 seconds? <laughs> you got 90 seconds. Like, oh, Sounds fuck, like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Let it keep going. Sounds like a challenge. Um, <laughs> your balls are just hanging all blue. They're like little rubbers. Um, <laughs> no, hereditary. Um, I got... Uh, surprise surprise i got family problems that movie hurts to watch for me just because of the family stuff it's uh shockingly close to home with the grandmother not the satanist thing but the grandmother and the you know lineage of mental illness and mm-hmm. suicide on certain ends of the family and, and the deaf like, sister you killed yeah and and yeah the sister who's head i shoved out the side of a volvo <laughs> to make a pole you know i think i broke up with a girl one time we saw that movie in theaters and i was like you know it would be a cute couple costume you as the girl and me as a telephone pole or something um <laughs> <laughs> but how do you dress as the girl <laughs> i don't know just I punch her in the face a whole bunch you know just yeah. squish it up <laughs> Okay, what I was doing anyway. My last, yeah, I would just punch her in the face more. Um, fuck. Uh, my last pick here, and this is what I wrote down last. So I will mention thing. One thing I did like about Talk to Me is the hip hop they use. They use Aussie hip hop. Yeah, and they were rapping about Melbourne and whatever. And like, hey, I don't fuck. Like, I don't fuck with that hip hop. But like, I like that. It's like, yeah, this is what the kids and. Australia'd be listening to like yeah. I like that. That's what you're pumping instead of just a generic. I'm trying to say something without even slandering shit. I listen like to a I like Scott song pop. or something. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like a try, like they couldn't afford, but yeah, like a Travis Scott or whatever. Even though I fuck yeah. with Travis Scott. Um, yeah. But I went an Aussie. So this is an Australian horror movie, which and they rep Australia pretty well in it. And I went with my favorite Australian movie of all time. It is not horror. It is Max, Guy Pierce. <laughs> Guy Pierce in the Proposition. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. It's a flat out masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Flat out masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I mean, I have nothing else to relate it except, I guess, check out <laughs> a really good you know Australian what, I, movie. You know, yeah. A quick, a quick aside. I went to a movie store in two thousand. Late 2006, early 2007, I forget when exactly, but we'll call it we'll call it early 2007. And it was in, when I just moved to Toronto, and there was a independent movie store there with DVDs, and it was the type of place where you could talk to people. You said, "I like this movie," and they could tell you if you like this, you're gonna like. Like they fucking were so yeah. knowledgeable. Which is yeah. this is, I mean, I can do that to you for you now. I couldn't do that in the 2000s before no. Letterbox and everything, right? Like now I can do it, but I'm like, I, so I, I said this movie, I said, hey, what's movie you like? And at the time I was like, old boy. I know mm-hmm. it's obvious to say it now, but like people weren't saying that. Then, no, you know, no. So I said, you old sounded boys, cool in 2007 saying old boy. In 2007 yeah. you did. Yeah. And yeah. they said, okay, well, have you seen uh lady vengeance? I'm like, no oh it's the same trilogy whatever i check out lady vengeance blew my mind you know next time i went there i said hey i love lady vengeance they said well we got this movie you know it's about vengeance whatever the proposition with guy pierce and at the time you're like "Ooh, the guy from memento the memento guy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's who he was to me then and 
that movie fucking floored me how heavy yes. it was, how dark it was. And and now I've seen it. It's a Christmas movie, funny enough. I've mm-hmm. never tried to tackle it at Christmas because you shouldn't. It'll ruin your holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, sorry, I'm rambling on about it. No. Guy Pierce, 2006, I believe, proposition. My last recommendation, because I love rules with my supernatural horror. Talk to me had some rules. And I love when they're like, here are the rules. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm listening. Love it. Rules with the occult stuff, totally rules. Also, old ladies gumming people. Crazy. Crazy. Talk to me has a pretty good old lady gumming a guy's foot sequence. Pretty gross. But drag me to hell, the Sam Raimi. I knew it. I knew it. You're going to Sam Raimi here. I knew it. It's got the ultimate old lady gumming sequence. Oh, it's super gooey and slimy. It's so gross. (laughs) And the sound design, like that, like it's like chompy, you know, like. Like Noam Chomsky out there, you know? The last time I saw that movie, I wondered uh, why Allison Lohman wasn't in anything anymore. And I Googled it. She's flat out out of Hollywood. She teaches acting now. That's awesome. No, she's incredible. I mean, she should be in more projects. Like, I, I mean, like, good for her. Inc- like, she's doing what she likes to do, I'm sure. Like, there's got to be no, a reason she just why she stopped, like, they just stopped offering her shit, even though she's incredibly talented yeah she's a fucking oh, star in that i always movie. forget that justin long is the boyfriend yeah yeah the shithead kind of boyfriend i like justin long man i don't care how i like justin long too she is yeah I he's like good justin too. and for my fourth wreck barbarian no um <laughs> just <laughs> no. to make brandon even more mad yeah just just really really yeah really make me fucking i'll make it hit home we'll do shit yeah. follows and barbarian um <laughs> All Detroit-based fucking trash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think Drag Most Me to Hell. Non-Detroit, Detroit movies, but yeah, yeah. Drag Me to Hell is a fucking blast and a half. Like it really it's, is. It's Raimi doing the lightning in a bottle shit just to say he can still do it, and all the sequences. When he had a billion dollars in a bank account, because this is post Lord of the Rings, he had a billion dollars. Post Spider Man, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I could literally do whatever the fuck. Sorry, sorry, I, I misspoke. Yeah, Peter yeah, Jackson, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, sorry, I misspoke. Shit. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man. I'm waiting for Peter you know, Jackson thing, to you, do it. A his. guy who did, sorry, but a guy who did wild horror movies and then got this insane IP franchise. Yep. Sorry, yeah. so I yeah. did confuse the two, but yeah, but they're very uh, similar paths. They're very yeah. similar paths, and. You know, I'm waiting for the day where Peter Jackson's just like, I'm going to make something like Dead Alive. And we're all like, what? Remember when this guy made Meet the Feebles, the movie about Muppets doing heroin, Um, which will be a blast. I'm happy that we got to talk something new. And I'm happy that we got to talk something that we disagree on, no matter how much some of us embellish it. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope everyone has a happy and safe Halloween and has enjoyed spooky season. Uh, we'll return to our regularly scheduled programming next week here on DGen Cinema, covering Brian De Palma's blowout, one of my all-time favorite films. And we have a hell of a fucking roster coming up before the end of the year. Thank everyone sincerely for listening. It does blow our minds. On top of the very kind words that Brandon and I have been getting about the podcast, please refer a friend to the show please let them know and maybe let you know that we are dgen cinema across the board on instagram rate email 
follow email dgencinema at gmail.com happy halloween everybody we love you like sincerely we really do fucking love all these yeah, people we love crazy. you